Good day. Good day. Why good day? <laughs> no, it would be funny one to go with. It's the first group that came to mind was good day. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been a year since you went to Oz or something like that? now. Two years. I mean, yeah. Madness. Anyway, how you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, good. Episode three. Episode three, lockdown two. Nearly, well, nearly over. Nearly over. Nearly out, as of, what, Wednesday? Wednesday. Saturday now, and as of Wednesday, we're uh, back out of lockdown. Back at it. I can't wait. Same. Actually cannot wait. Been doing quite a lot at home regarding Aaron has set up loads of disgusting workouts. <laughs> like, they're horrendous. I'm not really? even joking. Calls them density workouts, and it's just it doesn't have a nice ring to yeah, it. Yeah, even that. Even just call it density workout. Yeah, it's not very nice, but... Been doing loads at home, loads of fizz at home, and um, I bought a trap bar this week as well from nice. Fitstuff. Fitstuff nice. got it delivered across and a, a load of bumper plates. So two hundred for reps. Yeah, yeah, just on the minute, every minute for twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It's like sick bit of equipment. I did like a little review posting, a little uh, video on the Instagram, just to sort of show people the quality of equipment that Fitstuff are producing, and it is. Brilliant. Prefer it to a straight ball? Um, or no. Or benefit more or not? No. It, it, it does, it's fit for purpose, as in it, it puts a lot less strain on your back. Yeah. But I think where I've been straight bar deadlifting with an Olympic bar for so long now, it's it's just different. Uh, and it feels better. Like I don't hurt as much in the mornings and I have no scrazing machines, which is quite nice. Ideal. Yeah. Which is a pro, but spine hasn't collapsed. Yeah, my so. spine hasn't collapsed. I haven't popped a disc or herniated anything. So, but yeah, it, it's good to still be able to do some deadlifts at home during lockdown, and obviously any future lockdowns that we may go into, then I've I've got a bit of a, a better setup there for that yeah, as well yeah. already. I'm hoping we don't, but yeah, who knows? What have you been doing over this one? Uh, fair bit of kettlebells. Mm-hmm. I've done the old Pavel Tatsulin route of greasing the groove, not killing myself, right. but just. Keeping everything flowing. Yeah. Um, knee's been giving me some shit. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. So I've been trying to watch that. A lot of cycling. Yeah. Awful lot of cycling. Yeah. Just, yeah, just pissing off over the downs, really. Personal question, have you prolapsed your arsehole yet? Not quite. Very close, because <laughs> I, I started fucking about with carnivore diet oh and had God. to pull over on the way to work and run into a shell garage because <laughs> I nearly shit my pants. Well, th- I'll tell you what, while we're on the subject of... Shitting pants. Of shitting pants... Let's, let's talk about that. We did a post this week on the Instagram about sort of diets that we've tried and ones that we're looking to try. I did a thing where I basically done, have you tried this or this, this or this, this or this, keto and carnivore and Atkins and you, you know how it goes. And for the most part, most people do these diets to lose weight or lose fat. There wasn't literally anyone, not one person, answered for athletic performance or to gain muscle. Okay. Which I found quite interesting. So, why are you doing carnival? What's, right. What's so, I, whatever, my body doesn't respond if I have like a lot of carbs. Mm-hmm. I feel stagnant and shitty and I don't even sleep that well. It's okay. really weird. Is it, a, I mean, when we talk about carbs, are you talking fruit and vegetables or are you talking starchy carbs? Okay, so like fruit, and, ve- fruit and vegetables are right. Pasta fucks me up. Mm-hmm. White bread fucks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet potato, I'm okay on. Are you okay with wheat then? Like wheat products? Wholemeal? Yeah, wholemeal I'm better with than, mm-hmm. but for some reason my body just doesn't respond to it very mm-hmm. well. Um, I've got no way of gauging it properly, but I feel like better on the bike, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm tired less, I'm a bit quicker, a bit more responsive. When I'm on carnivore or like a low carb diet, if I have like a lot of carbs, I'm sluggish, tired quicker, I have to mm-hmm. pull over, have some more water. I don't know, it might all be subliminal, it might not, but at the moment, yeah, feeling good with it. I wouldn't say subliminal, um, I know obviously everyone genetically is made up entirely different from the person next to him like you sit me and you in a room and feed us the same stuff and our bodies would react totally different yeah because you you're the opposite if you don't have oh mate when i the first time i did that ketogenic diet it was like good for a week and then it almost it almost felt like my insides were shutting down but like i was genuinely i was getting so much like abdominal pains and I had no energy for like jujitsu or rolling or I would literally do like 10 rounds in the heavy bag at home and be breathing out my arsehole. Like, it just, it sapped all the energy, all the life out of me. 
I just felt like crap. I'd never, I'll never do it again. Like, it done its trick, yeah. but I got pretty lean from doing it. I just felt so lethargic all the time. Like, like everything else suffered. It's nuts how like I don't know. I think it's good that everyone listens to and reads and adapts and tries these things. Mm. But I don't feel anyone's right to say this is the best. Well, because there is no blueprint. If everyone no. was made exactly the same, then yeah, that would that would work. But because everyone is so different genetically, that I'm, I've ordered the, that twenty three and me. Okay, that comes through next week. I bought it on like this Black Friday thing. It's like half price. <laughs> and I'm not the fake. No, heritage check discounted like, yeah I was like how cool is that going to be I'm going to like find out what percentage barbarian or, or neanderthal I am plus it gives you like a um, like a biology breakdown of what sort of diets you'll suit oh you went to. for the premium one oh yeah like mate the, I went for the, the bad boy yeah, yeah. Bad, I'm going to find Friday out bad boy. yeah I'm going to find out if one if where this chin comes from and two what doesn't make me follow through? They're going to whisk you to the Natural History Museum and immediately study <laughs> yeah, on you. Yeah, maybe. But You'll I'm be in look- a sick glass cabinet later <laughs> the day that I'm receiving Yeah, but I'm looking forward to getting it. I've bought loads of things over Black Friday. I've bought a tatami tracksuit. I've bought loads of crap I don't need. Oh, stop. But out of all of it, I'm looking forward to that 23 me turning up. And uh, Emma's excited to see, obviously, because then whatever genes I have are potentially passed on Little gunning. To my, my future spawn. spawn. So when, when she arrives in a few weeks' time, Emma might be over the moon or bitterly disappointed. She's got like this chin up in the air. She had a scan done yesterday. And I like, as you know, I like to tease Emma a little bit. And Emma's like, she's got a little button nose on this side. And I'm like, she's got a massive jawline. And she, she hasn't. She but hasn't. But I like to tease Emma about it. Draw him on it. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, look, that's that's a square jaw. And she's like, it's not. It's a that's, knee. That's her chest. I'm like, no, it's a square <laughs> jaw. Um, yeah, we'll see. So back to the point, what you eat is totally different to what I eat. And like, I need white carbs. I need glycogen in my body to get yeah. me through workouts, to get me lifting heavy. I don't store too much fat nowadays which is quite lucky i gain weight very quick like if i go off of my diet for a week yeah. or if i like, sort of take my fit, finger off the pulse so to speak for a little while oh mate i can gain three kilos in two days so yeah it's it, it's that's, that's an exaggeration that's a dirty bowl, but, but yeah that's like it it gains quick so whereas you find it quite hard to gain weight, really. Yeah, but once it's like a snowball with me down a hill, mate. Yeah. Like, it takes a while, but then it builds up. No lockdown pounds this time, though. Not too bad. No, this no. month's been generous to me. I've stayed at 86. <laughs> generous. No, mate, first lockdown, I went up to like 91 kilos. Thick. Yeah, and I was taking the piss out of Mardell. Like, I weighed in a week later and was like, oh, God, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> so... Trips to gospel every week and just not being able to. That was at a point where we didn't train at all. You know those first four yeah, weeks. Yeah, it was yeah. just like savage. Yeah, nothing. I had no equipment at home. I was living between my house and Emma's house. Whereas this time we're all in, under one roof. Obviously, they've moved in with me now, so it, it's loads better. This yeah. lockdown's been been advantageous in anything. I actually feel like I've improved in certain areas over this month as opposed to the first. One. I feel like this one's had a more of a mental toll though. Yeah. I think it's because it just gets, like, I don't know about you, but I'm getting up, it's pitch black, I go to duck, work all day, driving home, yeah. it's pitch fucking black, yeah. and then you can't go and, yeah, yeah. it's been I can see what you're saying there, because the first one, like, we were going for walks in Alva Valley and Queen Elizabeth, because yeah. the weather was so nice, yeah. and late evenings, where, yeah, this one, it's like, I'm still at work, so I wake up in the mornings, go to work, and it's dark, and I get home, and it's dark, yeah. so... Yeah, I understand how like mentally draining that can be. But physically, I've not gained any weight. I set myself a few targets at the start of this one. But I have a notoriously bad rotator cuff, as you know. Like my right shoulder is ruined. Not a fan of yours. No, it's ruined. And so, I, and I, I can't even. I've never been able to do it really. I can, like, I can do a shoulder press with my left arm, but I can like you put twenty kilos on this one, and it's not good. Like, it struggles with twenty kilos, which is a lot of weight. So I've been working on that. I've got the um, Becoming a Supple Leopard book. Nice. So I borrowed that off Jack and started working a few like the shoulder mobility exercises, the tennis ball on the wall and things of that nature. Helping? Yeah. And also I've started doing Turkish get-ups. Which are just an all-round yeah. perfect for jiu-jitsu exercise. Precisely. So I started doing that at the start of lockdown, so a month ago. I could do it with 
a 15 kilo kettlebell. Yeah. Which and it was okay. This this side up easy, obviously on the right shoulder, ruined. And then up till last week, I can now do it with a 28 kilo kettlebell. Beneficial straight out of the gate. Huge, yeah. yeah. And and that's a clean, really well... Like I was doing video on myself doing it. Were you doing the stuff on the Suckle Leopard before you did Turkish get-ups, or did you do it all at the same time? I started time? doing it all at the yeah. same time, yeah. So I started rehabbing my shoulder every other day. So I've got like exercises, different mobility exercises and stuff that I do before I train. Yeah. And literally 10 minutes of like stretching and just like using mobility things for my shoulder. And then five minutes doing it after as well. So I do like whatever Aaron had set out for me, then I would do some Turkish get-ups just for five, ten minutes. Yeah. And, yeah, brilliant. And like I say, over the period of a month, it's gone from struggling with 15 kgs to convincingly doing it with 28. And probably, if I had a bigger kettlebell, I would try and go heavier. If anything, then you sort of pulled a benefit out of the lockdown. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. This one, unlike the first one where it was just a chore, this month there's actually been some form of progression, which... I needed. I feel guilty for just watching the crown loads now. Watching the crown. I've started The Mandalorian season two. I've done like four episodes this week. So this I know I'm ahead of you. You started the two episodes. I was yeah. like, I'll watch that. And yeah, now I'm ahead of you. I'm away. I'm going to have a Christmas binge. Yeah. Yeah. I love The Mandalorian. But anyway, more, anyway. more back to this. So you're doing Carnivore. Yeah. How many, how many times have you almost followed through this week? Only once this week. Once this yeah, week. Yeah, too much coffee, too quick. And how far in, how long have you been doing it now, Carnival? I've got to be coming up 12 days. 12 days, okay. Yeah. And was the first couple of days a bit ropey? First day, fine. Second day, insane headache. Mm-hmm. Just because my body was like, what is going on? Yeah. After that, fine. Yeah. Yeah, it is just the bowel control. It's and what, risky. Are you doing strictly red meat or talk no, about what's your average... What's your, what's your, I'm what's your normal day look like? Strictly red meat. I'm sort of. I listen to. Oh God, I've forgotten his name now. The guy that wrote the book, The Carnival Diet, completely vanished out of my brain now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm adding small amounts of like fats in, or mm-hmm. eggs, or butter. Um, but I'm not staying stringently with red meat. Okay. Just meat and fish as an encapsulating. Okay. Yeah. So not yeah, not strictly carnival because well, carnival I mean, he, is he, steak, isn't it? I, I really listened to the podcast with him, and he says, you know, I fucked about and did chicken, mm. and but then like hardcore carnival people have gone like just steak mm. or just red meat, like venison, elk, um, obviously beef. Oh, is it an expensive diet? To no, follow? not really. No, no. I, I could see how it is. If you go down the route of I'm just going to do grass fed ribeye, mm. then yeah, you could. Fucking rack it up yeah. quick, and it's not like in the states. Cause I know, like Joe Rogan, for instance, went carnival at the beginning. Was I can't remember. It was the beginning of this year or last year, and but he has all his own elk in, in like a freezer that he's yeah. hunted himself. Obviously, we we didn't have all hunting bands in the UK, so yeah, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, it's not like you can even go out and shoot a deer and then take it home and eat it. But no, I can see how it could be expensive. Um, I don't think I'll do it forever. Definitely mm-hmm. not. That's Christmas around the corner. You think I'm missing mince pies? Gluttonous. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's good. I feel better for it. Definitely. I feel lighter. It's affecting my mood a bit as well. Like I feel... Positive? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's just subliminally. I'd yeah. like it once again. But yeah, you see how I go with it. And you're smashing the CBD as well. Like smashing the CBD, yeah. Are you finding... I was talking to Bill Cooten about that this week because he's started using the CBD. And he was saying he hasn't, so far, hasn't found any benefits for... Anti-inflammatory, but anxiety. Yeah. As a yeah. as a business owner, he doesn't suffer with anxiety where it's entirely debilita- debilitating. But he he has wakes up on mornings and there's stuff on his mind. He yeah. said since using the CBD, that's that's the biggest benefit he's seen is is less anxiety. Yeah, same to be honest. Like I I had a bit particularly stressful day at work Thursday. Mm-hmm. And felt shit, like all anxious, and and had that, and it wasn't instant. It wasn't, but by the time I had that and sat down and had a drink and did some kettlebells, yeah, I felt yeah, a little bit more clarity and just sort of had a word with myself. But yeah, it, I haven't found the benefits yet on my body. But then everyone I spoke to has said, no, you need to be on it for like a month yeah. before yeah. you'll start seeing the inflammation and things yeah. like that. I haven't been using it yet. I, for me, it's another thing to forget to take. And like, yeah, I know. So so. You want to take CBD because potentially there's these really good health benefits that it 
can improve like CTE and stuff like that, but then it's your CTE preventing you from taking it because you can't remember that it's in the cupboard. I don't know. I don't know how quick it changes the other way. So if you're on it consistently for six months, if you stop using it, how quick does it clear out your system? That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it really. I know it's an immediate difference if I stop taking my supplements. So if I stop taking fish oils, if I stop taking like my ZMAs before I go to sleep at night and things like that. I notice a difference within days of not taking it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the same. If that's like, if it's because it's a bit of a slow burner when you start taking it. Like you said, it takes probably like a month. Is it the same that when you come off it, it takes a while to? But I don't know whether it's just a placebo thing with the anxiety either. I'm not too sure. Like I say, I don't know enough about it, but it has helped. I don't really suffer with a lot of anxiety. You're a thinker. That's where me and you differ. Like you, you sort of overthink things. Oh yeah, definitely. And so I find that a lot of people that suffer with anxiety tend to be more academic and more thinky, if that's even a thing. <laughs> whereas, whereas I'm not. I'll ignore it until it becomes a really bad problem. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. It. Yeah, until it's on fire. I don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, oh, talking about the Donald Trump thing. Did you hear Alex the other day when we went for coffee? No. He was talking about um, martial arts and how his friends in the Metropolitan Police and he, he's going to start doing martial arts and he called it, he didn't know the name of it, and he called it Maga Krav. Damn, I want to get an Indian from there. <laughs> yeah, Sounds really good. Not Krav, I was like, Maga Krav. I said, Jimmy Krav Maga. He was like, yeah, Krav. Yeah, that's it, Krav Maga. I was like, Maga Krav. So <laughs> make, a, make America Great Again Krav. Oh, God's sake. So, it made me chuckle. So let's start talking about a few events coming up. Tonight is the big one. We've got. Uh, it's weird that we're saying this is the big one in 2020. It's like we've fallen in the time machine. Mate, but it's, it's sold the most PPV of any sporting event of all time. Fuck off. Straight up. It's beat McGregor Mayweather. It's beat all, <laughs> all the UFCs, all the boxing. Um, Mayweather Pacquiao. It's outsold all of them. He's definitely going to buy another Tiger, isn't he? No, because it's all going to charity, isn't it? Or, or is it just their purses going to charity? I, I don't know. But yeah, it's sold more pay-per-views than any other. And so we're if, going to the Tiger King's yeah, legal case. Yeah. If you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, clearly we're talking about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. So that's tonight. I've bought it. I've paid, <laughs> I've paid 1995 or whatever it was. I wasn't going to watch sport. it, but I might have to. I, I, the, you showed me the video of the way in, and it's... It's sick. <laughs> Tyson looks ridiculous. It's just like T-flexing at the end. Yeah, like, like, like Roy Jones but, Jr. walks away. Exhibition match... No knockouts, apparently. That's bullshit. Even Roy Jones Jr. said, I mean, are you going to trust a convicted rapist not to hurt anyone? (laughs) (laughs) There's there's not... Sorry, Mike, if you were listening to this. We know she had it coming. But, um... Oh, my God. (laughs) We've just lost loads of listeners. And that's the female demographic. Gone. But in all seriousness, you get arguably one of the most animalistic heavyweights on the planet. Do you really think he's not going to go for broke and try and finish that fight? It was his attitude change as well. Yeah. Like, he went from, all oh, I've got a cannabis company, I'm chill, chill to, yeah. I want to kill this man. Yeah. It's like, but it's charity for exhibition. Mate, if you go back and watch him on Joe, like JRE a year ago to watching him this year when, as soon as the fight was announced. Mate, it's a unit. It's, it, no, not as in like his stature, his physicality. As in, his whole demeanour is different. But the first time, like you say, he was happy-go-lucky. He's talking about DMT and, and DMT and psychedelics and how much weed he smokes and <laughs> how he's loving his life and that he doesn't take himself too seriously. No, he's a good cool. person. And, mate, he just turns into the God of War. Do you think that's the whole... Because he was hypnotised, wasn't he? He's a young man. Yeah. Do you think that's the, the programming just coming back out? I just think, and he said it. He said it both before he had the fight announced and since. In that, when he trains, even when he's just hitting pads, it ignites his ego, and his ego is dangerous. The thing that I sort of found that was the most scary thing he said on the most recent JRE was that he found he finds hurting people orgasmic. Wow! And I'm I was like, I, I have to watch it. Isn't, isn't um. One of the Paul brothers on the undercard. Yeah, not Logan not, Paul. What's the other one? I don't know, but yeah, he's on the undercard. He's fighting a, a basketball player, isn't he? For fuck's sake! But he's a Jake Paul. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he's called out. So he said, if he beats this basketball player, he's already called out um, all of. Basically, he's targeting McGregor's camp. Right. So he's called out Dylan Dennis first to do what. Box. Okay, what? Right. I know. And then he said, "He's. I'm, I'm going to go through all of McGregor's training partners, and then fight Conor McGregor." Because Logan Paul, and there's talk of Logan Paul and Mayweather fighting, isn't there? Why? I don't know. 
It's all money. Let's be honest, these YouTube stars, all they're really interested in is making money. And if people are going to pay £20 pay-per-view to watch two morons box... I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Logan Paul is a star. Good wrestler. Yeah, fantastic wrestler. Good wrestler. And is in phenomenal shape. But fighting Mayweather? Nah, they, you sh- Their name shouldn't even be in discussion. Look, we saw what happened when Mayweather fought the best Japanese kickboxer of all time. Mm-hmm. And he dismantled him in two rounds and then the kickboxer cried and... And what he, and what he done to McGregor. Yeah. Like McGregor really had no no way of being in there with him. They're, they're not in the same round when it comes to boxing. Talks his way in there, don't as, they? As a, as a combat sports athlete, if, if they were fighting in an MMA fight, I'd understand. No, but then the argument's the other way. Then Mayweather has no business being in there. Yeah, you will very rarely see a boxer... Doing MMA because yeah. it's just entirely counterproductive. Queensbury rules protect a boxer, yeah, and that's for good reason. And it's it's pugilism. That's what it is. Ooh. I know. It's Not a thinker. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've got some vocabulary on me. Um, <laughs> we we sit there sort of bashing all these these pay per view bought fights, but I'm really excited for Eddie Hall and half your builds. Yes, Twenty twenty one. You've got these two juggernauts of like. Well, world's strongest men. Both of one world's strongest man. Yeah. Both are over 20 stone. Yeah. Eddie Hall is so graceful swimming though. Have you seen him yeah. swim? Eddie Hall, he posted a thing this week. He's 165 kg. <laughs> He's got abs. How does that work? a white bob sap. Yeah. 165 kilograms and he's got abs. Who you got for it? I think Eddie Hall. Same. Because I think it's he'll cardio. Get, yeah, and he'll get underneath him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thor's so big. I've watched them both do pad work and don't get me wrong. What you say I watched him fight on Game of Thrones? No, yeah. like, that doesn't count. Yeah, gouging out bloody the man the Lord's eyes. Oh, fuck yeah. It's him, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal. That's it. I forgot the name, but... Yeah, I, I can only see it going. I think Eddie Hall's going to beat him because, again, like you said, he's a, a swimmer. Yeah. And because he's got fantastic cardio for a big dude. Whereas yeah. you see Hathiel, and I've already watched Hathiel hitting pads, and he gasses out really quick. And I think that's going to be the difference in that match. You saw it in World's Strongest Match, shout out to Terry Holland. Um, like, Eddie Hall would smash the event, so it was like carrying things yeah. for distance yeah. or most reps. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the big one off lifts, yeah, he's got still got the world record for deadlifts. No, half your beat it. Oh, in a controlled like, environment like where no one else could monitor yeah, it. Yeah, in his own gym by two pounds. Bullshit. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, he's just, he's, he's an out and out athlete, yeah. Eddie Hall, for yeah. sure. And he looks at, he's in phenomenal shape now. Like he's obviously, he's trimmed down a lot since winning World's Strongest Man. Obviously, you have to have the weight behind you to win that contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you see him now, yeah, he looks incredible. Like I say, 165 kilos without. Yeah. It's, honestly, heavyweights are on the rise, mate. There's, and even in the UFC, there's some phenomenal heavyweights now. I'm, I'm a bit gutted that the total's being held up in the UFC the way it is. Mm. I know Stipe's getting old, he's got to look after his health, but you've got people knocking on the door in Garnu. It's not the same. Now. He's not the same fighter that he was when he fought him the first time. No, nah, and he's wasting his prime because the title's been held up so long. Ngannou hasn't fought in a year. But that's not right. Do Jones versus Ngannou. Yeah. Stipe comes back fights him. Yeah, maybe. See, I don't like. I don't think Ngannou should have to fight again to solidify his number one contender spot. No, no, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying if he wants to fight, mm. he should fight. I but don't that's, know. But that's potentially losing everything you've worked hard for. As opposed to potentially sitting on your prime. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. What do you think about John Jones moving up the heavyweight? I that? like it. Um, I see him being dominant then him and Addison you're fighting yeah. at some point. I just don't see Jones losing. But do you think Addison will move up to heavyweight then? No, I think, that's a I think Jones will, they'll meet in the middle. Addison will go up, Jones will drop down mm. and it'll be... I don't know what they'll, if they'll fight for a title or it will just be... Just be a catchweight legacy fight. Yeah, it? exactly that. And then I would not be surprised if Jones retires off that. Yeah, I mean, I was looking on, I think it was Twitter the other day and Jones put something on there like, it was, it was along the lines of everyone's making out that I've got to do what Izzy says at the stadium he chooses in 2021 like he wants. He's like, I'm, I'm the draw. I'm John Jones. I'm, I'd, I'd argue that. Arguably undefeated, like heavyweight. He's had more total defences than any other champion. 
was the youngest ever champion in the UFC. I agree with all of that. This is fact. It's impossible not to agree with it. But I think the problem is, if you ask someone who's not an MMA fan, mm-hmm. they will know Adesanya more than they know Jones. Because of his kickboxing as well. Because of who he is. He comes out in the last style bender, the personality. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's featured on Complex. He's featured in GQ. He's commentating he's, on the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. He's one of the commentators. You know, he's he's... He's putting he's himself sh- out there, isn't he? shit talks in a clever way. He's from a really, like, I mean, fuck me, City kickboxing, mm. you know. Bet the waiting list for that's through the roof yeah, now. Yeah, He's just, he's so unconventional, but in a non-disrespectful way. Yeah, I see what, yeah, I see what you're saying. Whereas if you're, I'm not, if you ask the boys in the gym, they'll go, yeah, Jones. Mm-hmm. John, John Jones, one of, if not the greatest of all time. But they're all MMA fans. But to casual fans, Adesanya is the name. Yeah. It's the McGregor effect yeah. all over yeah. again. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, he's on the front of the UFC game. Yeah. It's things like that. And this is the, we're getting into that realm now with MMA and stuff like that. Of It's marketing driven. Yeah, because John Jones' real only marketing standpoint is anti-doping. Yeah. Like, no, it sounds silly, and I know that, but his legacy will always be tainted by the drug tests. And running over a pregnant woman. Yeah, on drugs. <laughs> yeah, he went, I back, he went back for his baggy, James. He was clearly off his arm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking third-degree gunner. I, I agree. Woman. Jones, you know, record-wise... Is better. His only loss shouldn't be a loss because he was disqualified for mm-hmm. a move that's ridiculous. Um, to six elbow. But yeah, I think Addison does demand where that happens, and I see it happening in Melbourne as Big, he wants. As he wants, biggest stadium. So you think he the biggest stadium? On Earth? Yeah, he does. I think he does. Yeah. Shit. Controversial. Okay. Well, let's see where it happens because it won't be in Vegas. Have you seen the heavyweights that have been added to the um, December fourteenth card? No. Um, Greg Hardy and Tabura. Ooh. that's got fireworks written on it isn't it yeah both guys come forward and just throw it lather what do you think about the um, Chamayev and Leon Edwards I know we touched upon it briefly last week do you think it's too much too soon for him no I don't actually you don't I think I'm going to show you something okay what are you going to show me Kamzat Chamayev's UFC opponents have had a combined record of 7-13 and in the UFC Phillips 1-5 and five in the UFC Reese McGee 0-2 and two in the UFC and that Gerald, Gerald Miskrat, six and six. Ooh, look at that. I saw that. I don't, think, I, don't think it, I don't think it's too much. I don't think he'll win. Yeah. I think Leon Edwards is going to beat him. Yeah. But he's not going to stop him. You don't think? Cut to, I'm on here going, well, hey Leon, Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Leon Edwards knocked him out in free sale. I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think Leon Edwards is going to win. I think Leon Edwards is the dark horse of that. But he's the complete opposite to what we said about Addison. Yeah. He's quiet, keeps himself to himself, phenomenal athlete. Marketability is a problem, though. No one wants to fight him because their but stock doesn't go up. But it's not if he smashes him. Yeah. Complete. Oh, him taking the Kamzat Chamayev fight is a real smart strategy. If they removed he... him from the rankings and he's like, well, okay, I'll just smash your boy. That's the thing. I think he said that in the interview as well. Like, yeah. he's going to expose Dana White's boy or something like that. Yeah. Which is fucking interesting. Uh, yeah, to be honest, that's the fight I'm looking forward to the most this year now. Okay. And that's literally in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. We're watching that together. Hell yeah. Come over, we'll put that one on. So, more UFC talk. We've got Khabib retired. There's been talk this week that he's going to come back and do the 30 and up. I was talking to Chris Hill about this last night because he put a message on Instagram. Do you think Khabib will come back and do 30 fights? And then we got into a 40-minute discussion back and forth of what we think of the, I just the don't options. Think he will. You don't? I don't. But he put, he posted on Instagram this week about see you soon Dana. They've got a meeting and he's still he's still in the USADA testing pool. I just don't see it happening. But why is he still being drug tested if he's not retired? There is that. <laughs> it's not like he's gonna be doing ABCC then. No, exactly. He's still, way, he's still in the USC testing pool. For me, like I said the other day, I made this joke, my OCD can't deal with 29 and 0. Okay. 30 and 0 has a nice ring to it. Yeah. But it's a promise to your mum and he's, he's out and out Muslim. Yeah. Chechnyan, so yeah. they're a very honourable people. Yeah. And it's all to do with his late father, which you don't, but I don't know. But his but promise to money, his late father he's was not to money go driven. 30 and up. He's not money driven. I know. But his promise to his late father was to go 30 and up. 30 fights, then call it a day. Win, lose, or draw. I don't know. 
if so say he does come back for one fight, this is the discussion we were having last night. Say he does come back for one more, who do you think he faces? I don't think GSP. I think if they could do the GSP fight, that would be the best fight. Like that would be huge. Marketability, like one of the greatest of all time against arguably the greatest of all time. Yep. But there's the argument that one, GSP's too old. Yeah. There's it'd have to be at some form of catch weight, so it wouldn't be for a title. Is GSP gonna be interested if he's not a three weight world champion? No. Can he make lightweight? There's there's a lot of questions. Hey, GSP can't make lightweight, he's a fucking unit. Mm-hmm. There's no way, regardless of for us the hobby at his side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think, honestly, if it was going to happen, you have McGregor Poirier in January. If McGregor goes out there, starts his Poirier, calls him out next year, uh, what is it, November the Madison Square Gardens card? Mm-hmm. Everyone's vaccinated, everyone's got some money to spend. McGregor, Khabib, Madison Square Gardens, Khabib chokes him out again, retires the phone. It's the only way that I don't see GSP happening. I don't see Khabib ever fighting Conor McGregor. It's ever. not going to happen in Dublin. Uh-huh. Definitely not. It will happen in New York because of, you've got, I think, 40% of um, Irish Americans, sort of that side of this eastern side of America, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why do you why are you so anti? Well, not anti, but... I'm not don't... anti. I just don't think Khabib will ever give Conor the time of day again. I think he knows it hurts him more to beat him and go off into the sunset than it is to ever give him the rematch. But if he goes out there and starts his Poirier, who is arguably number two. But could be smashed Poirier. True. Could be smashed most people he's that's, got. That's what me and Chris were saying. This is The only person he hasn't really smashed was Aulai Quinta. Yeah. And that was short notice replacement within yeah. days. He was training for Holloway, wouldn't he? Wrestler versus wrestler as yeah. well. So I personally think it's GSP or no one. I don't think he's beat Gaethje, he's beat McGregor, he's beat Poirier. You've got Chandler, arguably in the mix. I don't see Chandler getting past Ferguson. Well, Chandler's not fighting Ferguson. Ferguson's fighting Oliveira. Why? Why not? That's that's an amazing match. Chandler Ferguson would have been amazing. I think. What if they finally do the cursed fight of Ferguson versus Khabib? It's never going to happen. Ferguson's got so far to go now since Gaethje beat him to get to get back into title contention. So you've got, like you say, McGregor Poira, Ferguson Oliveira. So that only leaves Gaethje to fight Chandler. I think Chandler goes through Gaethje. Do Controversial. You? Yeah, but Gaethje can wrestle his nuts off. How did that go against Khabib? Khabib's different. Khabib's not mortal. <laughs> <laughs> Khabib's some sort of Chechen demigod. It makes no sense. He beats the studs of studs wrestlers. He beats people that are three times his weight. He triangled him out of mercy. Out of he didn't mercy. want to hurt his arm. Yeah, in front of his parents. It's, it's fucking it's, nuts. It's ridiculous, I know. But it just sort of, this legend of Khabib just grows stronger and stronger. But the only person that he would be interested in fighting and it makes sense is a legacy fight like GSP. Nothing else makes sense because he's beat the top three convincingly not, guess, not just I guess they sell it as the goat fight like actually settle it once and for all yeah. because when you talk there's four people that always come up Khabib John Jones um, Demetrius Johnson mm-hmm. and obviously uh, GSP that's it in terms of goat Anderson Silver not so much anymore that hurt yeah it hurt. it hurt my heart sorry <laughs> don't pick out move on so, yeah, it, it can't really go any other way, can it? It's GSP or no one. And I think I if, agree. if Khabib can take can convince the UFC to give him the GSP fight, I think he'll go 30-0. If not, I think he'll go off into the sunset and that'll be it. Where do they do it, though? Oh, do it in Moscow. Who cares? He's sick. In the Kremlin. <laughs> in the centre of the Kremlin. I mean, there are so many and Russian Putin's fans. the ref. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, yeah, but then you'll just Firas Sahabi just disappear because <laughs> <laughs> like in a black murk yeah. thrown in the back. Putin wants his boy to win. It'd be cool if it was in Russia. And the good thing about GSP is that he's marketable in every country. Like, I don't know any fans that dislike GSP. There's no Nasha. He's he's such like a a staple of MMA. Captain America doesn't like him. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there, there, he can go anywhere and fans will love him. Yeah. He's not out... And because he doesn't trash talk, he's not like the McGregor who talks shit about your family, your nationality and all these things. Because yeah, He's super respectful. Yeah, he's always he's, been respectful. He's Quebecois, isn't he? So yeah. he's, you know, it's like one of the nicest people on earth. That's what I mean. So I think wherever they go, it, it's marketable. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Uh, I think, like I say, I think that would be the biggest fight in MMA. It would be a weird one to watch the league up to. Because there'd be no drama. There'd be no trash talk. It would literally be about legend. just be respect, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be interesting to watch. Mm. I, like I said, I think that would be But great. that's why I think it might not sell as well. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's all it's it's all ifs, buts and maybe. But I still think you do it in the Kremlin. <laughs> so we get to go back to training in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah. I know they're discussing sort of the semantics of what we can do in regards to is it socially distanced? Can we do it in like groups of six? Can we do bubble training? Why is Ben Gilbert's foot so strong? Yeah, that makes no sense. That there's now a bounty on Ben's feet for when he <laughs> returns to training because no one's been able to foot lock him. Honestly, I would put him in there with Gordon Ryan and, <laughs> and be like Gordon foot locking. Not heel hooks. No, no, no. But out and out foot. Toe holds. Mate, I'll throw him toe holds on him, estimal locks, you've knee, like attempted knee bars. He just doesn't tap to foot locks no. or leg locks. Ever. This is ridiculous. Yeah, he's got muscles on his feet. Like how most people's feet are flat like this. He's got like, his goes straight up to his shin. You know like when mountain goats stand on the side because of how strong they can move their... That, I can imagine Ben do that just standing on the side of a cliff. Just a like, <laughs> sheer cliff. He's there like, lads, you right? Yeah, just not going No, just nothing. So yeah, for all the listeners, there is now a bounty on our teammate Ben's feet. <laughs> so we've had a whip round at the gym. And when we return to training, everyone's just going to be diving on footlocks. So if you ever meet Ben Gilbert at a comp in but the however distant future, go for his feet and there's, this, a, there's a cash prize. This might play in Ben's favour though, because comps, people will be doing risky shit to get his foot. Just diving And he's going to dominate them. He's going to take their back every single time. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but... It would be I'm, nice to get back training properly. Yeah. I, I can't wait. To properly start rolling, seeing like powers that I haven't seen in the best part of a year. Oh, That's the thing. Compete as well. Yeah, I'm competing at Brownboat. Yeah, I've had a Brownboat for nearly a year. For a year in December. That's ridiculous. And you've had, you haven't competed at Purple Belt. Nope. It's a joke. So. Yeah. But again, but I don't think that'll be till summer next year. Earliest, if I'm being honest. I don't know because they've reintroduced spectator sports. You can have two thousand people in the crowd now. It's going to take someone going first. That's the thing. Someone's going to have to put the cock on the block and, and go, right, we're doing a comp, we're running it like this, no one tests positive, and then... No one tests positive, like it's a choice. <laughs> Are you going to get a vaccine if they offer it? Don't know. If I get superpowers, yeah. Superpowers. No, I don't know. It depends. I, I don't know how they're going to do it, when they're going to do it, but yeah, I'd, if it meant I can go back to normal life, yeah, fuck it. So I'm a bit like... I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm like, if it doesn't... Doesn't affect me. Why do I need a vaccine for it? I, yeah, I just hope they don't do some sort of card system or yeah. like, well, you can't do this because you haven't had that because that's that's in breach of your own sort of human rights. Yeah, but God, we're creeping. We're we'll waiting to see. Creeping we're, off topic here. We're going back into like Alex Jones territory, getting um, Ash Kilvington on to talk about coronavirus <laughs> again. So the other thing we wanted to bring up, and we sort of touched upon it at the start regarding nutrition, was some of the subjects that we spoke about in the week about fine, picking a lane and sticking to it, so to speak, regarding training and nutrition. Yeah. So either focusing on one aspect, as in fat loss as, as a subject, muscle gain, athletic performance, picking a nutrition plan that accommodates that, but also a training plan. I know you're banging to your cycling at the moment. I'm actually doing a race. What? I'm doing a, yeah, I've entered a cycling race. Okay, talk us through that. Uh, end of January for Alzheimer's, yeah. South Downs Gravel Race. There's all over the South Downs. Alzheimer's. People are going to forget where they're going. Probably, I think you get there and just forget like the wheels on your bike. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, it's for the Alzheimer's charity. So okay. all the money raised for it and all the entrance fees go towards that. Is that a road race? No, gravel. So it's it starts up on the downs and uh-huh. you do like a 70 kilometre loop so it's got a little bit of road a lot of farmland gravel hills yeah just how many people are in the right 100 people 
And it's, so I take it it's based on your time as opposed to who crosses the finish Yeah, yeah. You, you've got staggered times. Yeah. So you have like a scrutineering section, check your bike, check you, check you're not doing any fuckery effort. And then you have staggered start times, yeah. 10 people, and then it's done on your time, not... Yeah. How many Russians have you employed for um, performance enhancing I'm drug use? Definitely going to rewatch that on Netflix. <laughs> yes, and, it's that uh, HGH and test yeah. next week. So when's the race? Twenty fourth of January. It's oh, Sunday. So not even that far. No, not long. That's well. Cool. Seven weeks. And the distance to the race, how far is? Seventy kilometers. That's that's far. That's going some, yeah. Yeah. And so what time have you got yourself? I time in your head. No idea. No. Never done it. I don't know. What's Are you going to at least attempt it like maybe a weekend before? Like, not the weekend before, but the at some point. <laughs> the day before. Yeah, like, at, some point, at some point before the race between now and the 24th yeah, so of January. I'm, I'm creeping my distances up okay. gradually and I'm doing a lot more hills. Um, I have no idea what's a good time. Absolutely no fucking Is that why you bought like the fanny pants that you had on earlier? Or the spandex the beasts. The spandex yeah. with like the clustered arsehole. The, the gooch cut, yeah. as I call it. <laughs> yeah, so look, I just think Look, it's annoying I can't compete in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I don't think I will be in January because no. of all this. No. They're doing this. So you've got to wear a mask while they check your bike. That's it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just thought, fuck it. Try it. Why not? That's Raise a bit of money idea. for charity. It is a good idea. Like you say, as long as you don't forget where you're going. In my head, podium. Imagine, imagine rip it off like, and I've got a tap t-shirt underneath. Yeah, that would be sick. But imagine like, you actually lose your way. 70, 70, <laughs> 70 kilometres is quite a distance. You end up in like the sticks somewhere like, over yeah. in the new forest. How the fuck did I get here? But no, it's, um, yeah, it's the South Downs gravel race. Oh, that would be sick. But I'm looking forward to it, actually. You know, to be perfectly honest. It's setting yourself a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Bit of money for charity. Yeah. Test my... You're going to carb load before or just eat loads of mac and cheese? No, I'll definitely shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to stick to carnivore? No, after? I'm fucking coming off of it for Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. So how much longer are you going to give it? Because we're on, what's Probably the date today? creep up right up until Christmas. Yeah. Then enjoy myself over Christmas. Eat and loads then of Smarties. Eat loads of Smarties. <laughs> mince pies, sausage yeah. rolls. And then, yeah, I, I will get on it definitely probably four weeks before okay. at least. Nice. Yeah. I feel like that's what I need. I'm like, I miss competing. I f- uh, need something to sink my teeth into. I Don't get me wrong. I know that, that I'm just going to get absolutely smoked by people that have done countless races mm. and it's like their absolute love. This so is- you're not looking to win? No. Yeah. Mate, if you're not first or last. No, I'm not looking to win at all. <laughs> I definitely won't be pissy if I don't place. Yeah. But no, I'd, yeah, I'd, it ticks a few boxes. I feel like I'm doing something good. Um, yeah. I've got a goal to look forward to. That's I think that's what it's about, is setting yourself a target. Well, this yeah. is what I want to accomplish. That's what I miss about comps. That's what I miss about training for comps. It's yeah. not, the competition day was very good, regardless of obviously win, lose or draw. It's more about how it gets you training in the lead up to the comp. Yeah. Like you look after your nutrition a bit better you eat your, your vegetables you take your supplements so you're monitoring your weight to make sure you're on weight things of that nature and that's one of the things we've got the next guest coming on now lockdown yeah. out. we've got James Nichols nutrition coming on looking in, forward to it in a couple of weeks and he's gonna he's doing the MN, MNU course Martin right. Nutrition um, which is like the gold standard for nutritionists. He's a bit of a Muay Thai beast as well. And right? yeah, he's, he's a Muay Thai practitioner. He actually works with a load of MMA athletes that takes them through their weight cuts and their nutrition like through training camps and stuff like that. So we'll talk to him. Obviously, for our demographic, it, he's the perfect candidate yeah. to come on and talk nutrition. If anyone's got any questions for him, yeah. let us know yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to run like a proper Q&A session with him. So like a segment of the podcast when he comes on will literally have a list of questions. So. What's your favourite colour? Yeah, what's your favourite dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, yeah, if you've got questions like James says, make sure you get them over to us. That's, I'm looking forward to talking to James. We're going to have to change names on that podcast, I just realised, because you're James and he's James, so Elsie, Elsie for the foreseeable. But, yeah, get your questions over to us. I'm looking forward to it because... He's very, he's very fixed on combat athletes have to have a diet which includes carbohydrates because yeah. they need glycogen to re- restore everything, obviously, in training camps. He's gone down the route of, he's tried all the diets in the past, made all the mistakes that we have. He's 
look, when I first started training, I remember I was looking at like bodybuilding.com. <laughs> Nutrition diet. Yes. Like, like, is it, how is that going to help? Like, it, it, muscle farm. Yeah, yeah it, will, it will assist hypertrophy. Which 12 is not pounds of muscle in six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but for actual combat athletes, it's important that you like, increase your carbs on certain days and decrease on yeah. like, non-training days. And James is going to talk us through all those things. And also, hopefully, through the, the process of weight cutting. I mean, it's... Go on. Quiz him on what the fuck I should do for this race then. Yeah. A few weeks That's before. what I mean. It's a good idea. It's yeah. a perfect time to get him on and talk about those subjects. So, yeah. I think we'll pretty much call it there today. We said that it was going to be a shorter episode. So, this was just going to be in like a highlight. This is who we've got on. We've got some... Professional boxers coming on. Yep. We've got Aaron Davies coming on. I think we're going to do James and Aaron. Yep. So we'll have like two guests on before Christmas. Yep. Then maybe we'll do one post Christmas where it's just the two of us. Then we'll start working through the other guests. Jim Buddy have set up, set us up with a load of MMA fighters that are coming on. We will at some point get Stump back. Yeah, I like having Stump on. Stump's literally one of the best people to talk to because he's very honest there's no bullshit with Stump but if he's having a hard time through training camp if he's getting his ass handed to him at different teams he's quite open and honest and talking about it and how long he's got left and all these things so we'll definitely get Stump on I know he's been trying to get there was potential that there was a event in December but he was saying the other day that that's fallen through they can't find him an opponent I just don't see stuff like that yeah. until the middle of next year. But well, you say that Celtic Gladiator did their event such last a good week, night. mate, and it was such a good event. I, I bought the pay per view. It started at I think it was at midday, and I didn't start watching it at midday. I missed some of the prelims. I think I started watching it about three pm. It went on to like ten pm. Yeah. They had such an insane amount of fights. I tuned in purely because um, Lexi Rook was on it and Mohammed Makayev was on it. Who's, do you remember at Brighton we met him when he was like a juvenile yeah. and he smacked he was like a juvenile blue belt I think he was like 15 at the time and he won the juvenile category then he won the adult category at his weight and, and then the, he smashed a load of people in the absolute yeah, like yeah he lost in the final with the absolute yeah to the biggest guy in yeah. the competition on points but the kid is just, just a phenom he's undefeated I think he's 6-0 and now in pro MMA and he fought on Celtic Gladiator and he finished the lad in the first round he caught him with a flying knee and then real slowly and methodically just picked him apart like once and the guy tapped to strokes because the knee opened up a huge gash in his forehead great fight but he just looked so confident so calm collective and yeah it was it was really good to just watch. one thing talking about tapping to strikes Go on. Shonen Hua I know shocked by that yeah to what's his name um, uh, Craig Paul Craig Paul Craig Craig Paul, whatever Craig his name Paul. is. Sean Paul. Scottish. <laughs> I was not Sean Paul. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I'm sort of finding that all these... Legends. These legends that got me into the sport of mixed martial arts, that were the reason I started watching it. Yeah. Like you say, Anderson Silva, Shogun Hewer, even... Vondale. Yeah, Vondale Silva, the likes of Leota Machida, all these people. They're sort of coming to the end of their their lifespan now and they're, yeah. all, they're all taking losses they're not, to people they're not dipping out gracefully this nah. is the problem nah. but then I'm, I guess it's an addiction isn't it if you've done it all your life that's how that's when you feel best and they started the sport at a time where there wasn't a lot of money in it like right. if you if you become if you imagine Anderson Silva was the megastar that Conor McGregor is now and the money was in the sport back when Anderson Silva yeah. was at his prime the guy would have retired years ago yeah true but now it's just getting to the point where there's money in fighting yeah look like, Boxing has been a money sport for years. Yeah. MMA is getting to the point where you can now earn a considerable living. But during their heydays, that wasn't the case. You weren't earning millions for a fight. So not all of these these legacy fighters, these older guys, they haven't got, they haven't got the millions a property in the portfolio in yeah. the background. Or they haven't made these sound financial decisions, which is probably why their careers are going on far too long. And it's gutting to see because, like I said, they're... They're the people that got me interested yeah. in the sport of mixed martial arts, and you're seeing your idols like getting beaten to shit and and sort of not going out on their shoe no. in a good way. It's hard to watch. That's a bleak end of the podcast. We're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Fuck MMA. <laughs> I'm joking. Right. Yeah, we'll call it there. As per usual, give us a like, subscribe. We'll be back in two weeks with James Nichols. So get your questions over to us. We'll run a poll 
on Instagram and Facebook over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, make sure you get your questions We've got in. Got some very swaggy hoodies on the way. Oh mate, black very and black swaggy. Yeah, we we sold out of t-shirts, and obviously where we're coming into the winter months now, we're not going to get another round of t-shirts just yet. We're going for some black on black hoodies. So. I haven't shot my asylum podcast long johns idea. <laughs> yeah, so. Jane wanted like his, his cycling shorts to be asylum <laughs> <laughs> podcast inspired. He just wanted our logo on his crust. Just tap on, to, the, on the nuts. To, to highlight where he's going. So, but <laughs> we're, we're not going with that. We're going with black on black hoodies, all stealth, and we'll have an announcement on that in the next week or so. All good? All good, mate. We'll leave it there and yeah. uh, we'll speak to everyone soon. Thank you very much. First and foremost, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Asylum Podcast. We're in association with Gym Buddy. Gym Buddy is a fitness network created to streamline the interaction between gyms and gym users. Whether you're a gym looking for a new revenue stream or a prospective gym rat looking to get in shape, Gym Buddy provides the platform to do so. They strive to deliver an experience that will support users both mentally and physically to become the best version of themselves. Download the Gym Buddy app today. We are also brought to you by Plant the Seed. Plant the Seed are a family-run business based in West Sussex, providing high-quality, 100% organic CBD products. A company passionate about CBD and fully invested into providing you a product you can trust. Their researched range of full-spectrum CBD oils are made from Swiss-grown hemp and 100% organic sunflower oil. All their oils are 100% certified and extracted using CO2 extraction methods. All products are third-party lab-tested, ensuring each drop contains the cannabinoid you need for a healthy, happy you. Lastly, we're also sponsored by FitStuff. Their product range is tailored to suit the modern-day individual who wants to be able to improve their body and health no matter what. Gone are the days of busy gyms waiting in line for equipment or worrying about what other members are thinking or doing. At FitStuff, they understand the importance of being fit and healthy, but they want to make your journey to the new improved you as easy as possible. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to sign into our Instagram, our Facebook, interact with us, follow us, subscribe on YouTube, and we'll talk to you again very soon.